Hey guys, welcome back to the Gospel Gossip Podcast. Um, today we have um, my two older brothers with us, J Jack on my right and Grant on my left, even though you can't see us. Um, so say hey. Hey. Hello. It is I. Wait. One, two, three. Hey. hey. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I don't know how well this is going to come through because we all kind of have similar voices. We'll make it work. So we may or may not be able to to distinguish, but um whenever Grant starts to speak, it just announces it. All right. Uh this week, um while we've kind of I've kind of taken a break the past maybe two weeks. Um so I'm glad to be back and recording. I will plan to try to do some more in the future. I just wanted to get this one done. Um, maybe to conclude kind of the Genesis section of the first few episodes um, uh, for at least a little bit. Well, I'll come back and do other Genesis stuff in the future. But today we are going to be talking about Genesis 4, which is the story of Cain and Abel. Um, and that is why we have kind of the Brothers Guilds going on here today um, to talk about uh, this topic. And so uh, we just read through it. Um, go ahead and go read through it at some point. It's a great chapter um, to read. There's some stuff that you don't really get in the story Bible kind of version of the story that we, we usually get as, as, uh, as younger uh, people in the faith um, sometimes. So go read it. It's a great story. Um, so one of the things that I have been kind of mentioned to you guys a little bit was that uh, I've heard it said that we t tend to lean towards thinking about the murder aspect of this story, um, which can kind of lead us down the wrong path. It's not a bad thing to think about, but it's it's something that like you can get caught up in that and not learn some of the other things that I feel like are um, in the nitty gritty of this story. Um, so what are things off the top of y'all's heads that kind of you didn't notice before reading, like the first few times you read this, uh, what just things that popped off the page to you. You got something, Jack? Um, I would say like the first half of the chapter is really all I've ever read. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like same. Second, I don't know if there's anything like spiritually enlightening in the second half of the chapter because it's just a genealogy basically. But um, do you want to like put a verse down and say this is the second half of the chapter we read? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, like uh, let's see. Yeah. So like verse seventeen. I think you said that earlier. Verse seventeen down really isn't covered by much of what I have been like exposed to. Yeah. Yeah. And same. Mm -hmm. yeah. It yeah, doesn't so up seem in... super, <laughs> super like, here's, here's how you live your life, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it just gives, I think it's very important to have that kind of genealogy part of these scriptures because, I don't know, I feel like it gives some, it makes it real, you know, in a sense. And there's different, very many different things that can be used uh, or can be come out of that, like the genealogy of uh, like Abraham to Jesus, um, mm -hmm. you know, like that's important, you know, we need that. And so you know, when, we, when we're having to read those chapters, 
in the Bible that are just straight. He begot he, and he begot he, and he was the father of he, and he, and you know, it's, and it's it's sometimes very hard to like read it. Um, it's very important, uh, and we kind of need those you know, those things in it. So yeah, so from like seventeen to the end of the chapter, um, it's mostly a gene- genealogy and talking about kind of from Cain to uh, to or like Cain and the 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 people that he ended up. Are the his sons and their sons, and then it gets goes back to Adam, who um, eventually um, has Seth, um, who would continue on the tree there. So it does, yes, from seventeen to the end of the chapter, it's just a genealogy. What do you think we can take away from verse seventeen on? Hmm, it's a good question. <laughs> um. Marry one woman. (laughs) Why why would you say that? (laughs) Well, I mean, not necessarily anything from this, the end of this chapter. Okay. But but it does get kind of confusing. Oh, I got it. But but later in the Bible, marry one woman because that's what God said. Okay. (laughs) So in this chapter, it's marry one woman because clarity. Yes. Clarity. Because they named, I don't know if this was the person with two wives, but the two names, that's Jubal and Jabal. Jabal and Jabal. Jabal. I I don't like the second one. um, Oh, I found it. Okay, but the, in all seriousness, though, like this part, the, the little, in my Bible, it's cropped out like this quote from Lamech to his wife. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. It does like, because like God kind of put this, like made this deal slash like a law with Cain, where like murder is repaid for seven times, but mm. Lamech is kind of, mm-hmm. Is kind of like in even increasing that, like yeah. This and and it and it, I see that tied to. In a way, when Jesus was talking to his disciples about, like they said, how many times should I forgive my brother? Mm-hmm. Seven, yeah. Even seven times, and then he goes on to say yeah. seventy-seven times, um, or seventy. Seventy times, times seventy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is very very similar, but in the sense of this is how many times you should, or like this, how many times you should repay their evil. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's also the biggest thing is like the, um, Lamech said to his wives, Adah and Zalah, hear my voice. Wives of Lamech, pay attention to my words. For I killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain is to be avenged seven times over, then for Lamech, it will be 77 times. So, um, to me, I mean, I agree with you. I'm, I agree that, like, um, God was like, Cain, uh, I, I want you to be cursed, and you are going to pay for this murder that you did. But people shouldn't murder you. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's the big takeaway. So, nobody's going to murder you or they will suffer the same fate seven times over. But this, I feel like, is Lamech kind of saying in his own terms, like, hey, I'm going to establish a name for myself and kind of be like, I will be avenged 
way more than what God says. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, like, it could be a pride thing. <laughs> I, I think that is kind of showing of this descent that comes like a verse or so later where Adam is like, was intimate with his life, wife again, and she gave birth to a son. Um, and then after that, uh, it says, a son was born to Seth also, and he named him Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. So, sorry, I skipped over. The the part before that is what I'm trying to point at, where it talks about um, Cain's line increasing. <laughs> and it the way that you read it the first time with your... Um, with your passage, it sounded like there was more of a nod to this line that's separate from from God's people type deal. But there, yeah. there hasn't been a promise yet. There hasn't been. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there hasn't been a huge promise to uh, to Abraham yet. But, yes. Um, there's this other line of people that are mm-hmm. sort of saying, "I'm going to be avenged mm-hmm. way more than what God says," or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so it might be a show those two. That's kind of a little bit. That's like a hint um, mm-hmm. of what of what's coming. I don't think that's going to be. That's what they're trying to say. Of like, these people multiplied, and they. Um, it sounded like from your verses that they were turning away from. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah. So like Adam and Eve, and then they split, and it was like good side, bad side, kind of. Yeah, yeah, and and that shouldn't be it. Mm-hmm, but, yeah. yeah. But it should be, um, that's what I thought they were talking about of sort of like the not cho- soon to be chosen people yeah. or the, yeah. and it's not good side, bad side. It's chosen yeah. people yeah. versus non-chosen people. <laughs> um, all bad. <laughs> yes. <good>. Yes. <laughs> and um, no one is righteous. No, yeah. that one. And um, all chunky, no smooth. Um, <laughs> and uh, I thought smooth was. <laughs> um but yeah that i think that last one doesn't um point to it a bunch but it sort of points to there's a line of cain um that sort of built this place um in enoch yes after his son yes um and then adam also had more sons yes so it's kind of like it's just they took a little longer to explain cain's yeah. side than yeah. they did because it was well, compli- because- it was a little more complicated with the, <laughs> with the, the marrying two different people um and adam's side is kind of explained throughout the bible so, like, yeah you, yeah you that's really true need, that's really true need a ton that's right true here. i would go back even to say whenever he puts the curse on cain it's a horrible curse but then he does say i will protect you know i'm not gonna let someone just yeah. kill you and i, I think one of the reasons for that is not just so he would so that his that Cain wouldn't just be killed was also he hadn't he hadn't put in the um also with the you will be avenged sevenfold or whatever uh he hadn't put in the the rule of corporal punishment yet mm-hmm. god hadn't given that rule yet yeah. so i think that's something in place so that i feel like if we as humans didn't have those laws mm-hmm. and that was in uh, genesis 9 by the way genesis mm-hmm. 9 6 i believe um if we didn't have those rules of like corporal punishment what to do whenever someone is actually murdered by another human being um more mass chaos could have broken yeah. loose so i think more the murder. lord was also what more murder like, more murder yes you murder um, someone i'll murder you but then someone that like you is going to murder me and exactly so i think the lord was also just trying to have even create peace in that curse in that um in that someone 
that Cain will not just be murdered himself yeah. Yeah. Um, by the world around him. Um, so yeah, one, that's one big thing that I read whenever I read this passage is I had a class uh, second semester of freshman year um, of college and it was a religious studies class and the teacher was very nice and she did a good job of being uh, very unbiased to different religions, um, which I thought was good because yeah. if you're biased to a religion while you're teaching about just these different types of religions, it's very, uh, it doesn't work. It, it just, <laughs> it just skews people's uh, minds and people get into arguments about stuff. And, um, the, the biggest thing that kind of like hit me a little bit was she started talking about this story. Um, in the Bible, whenever we were going through Christianity, and she said that this was one of God's first, uh, this was, and, and I, I agree with this, but this is essentially, she said, this is the main um, purpose for the story. And she said, like, God was setting up one of his first rules of, like, don't kill each other, you know, mm -hmm. like, this is the, the biggest thing. Which, which and, is... It's not not true, uh, yes. <laughs> but it's not the biggest thing yes. um, that should be seen. And I think the biggest thing is seen in do, 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 do. it is in um, verse six. So verse one through five, um, we see that the Lord picks Abel over Cain for his mm -hmm. offering, yes. and that doesn't really matter. I mean, that's just that's just a situation leading up to the climax and we see um then the lord said to cain why are you furious and why do you look despondent if you do what is right won't you be accepted um but if you do not do what is right sin is crouching at the door it desires for you but you must rule over it so the main purpose of this is to see that um not only do we if we do not do what is right, we have this sin um, ever present, mm -hmm. but it will also be there as temptation um, yeah. in general. And so, like, this is not the, she did not touch on this, um, these two verses, these, like, very essential verses. Yes. She didn't touch on, like, that. Um we are innately sinful or we are innately evil. It was just, God said, don't do this. Don't do yeah. This. <laughs> um, which, which I think is all of the world needs from God. Like the, the part of the world that acknowledges God, but doesn't mm. trust in Jesus. Yeah. That's all they need. They need the rules so that yeah. they can follow them, you know? Yeah. Um, and then they I don't think... look to, to the cross, you know, and they don't look at the fact that we are naturally bad, we are naturally yeah, I think against the Lord. I think that's implied, though, and I mean, mm -hmm. you see that in Paul's writings a bunch, but it talks about um, the law wasn't set up, you know, so you could <laughs> you could follow it. Mm -hmm. um, the law was set up to say, oh, you can't do this stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's what this this verse was just blatantly being like. Point, point, nudge, nudge. This is, this is where where your condition is. This is what's going to happen to you mm -hmm. um, if you don't change, and we don't. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, I I read a few things last week that talking about like why did why did God choose Abel's sacrifice over Cain's sacrifice? And I was like, does it really matter? You know, like it would I mean, have been the story of Abel and Cain, and it would have been the same thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if like Cain had better veggies and Abel found I don't know a different type of animal. That was like a snake or something, or like something that God was like, no way. Um, Sacrifice then, a snake. Then, I mean, God could have been like, I favor the veggies over the meat. And um, then Abel could have been in the same predicament where God would have said, do not, do not give in to this sin that's crashing at your door, you know, because that's exactly what he would have felt too. Yeah. I think, and then they also were talking about like, oh, maybe it was the, the laws about like the specific animals that the mm-hmm. Lord wants in sacrifice in the Old Testament, and you realize they haven't been set up yet. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> really work. Sort of, yeah, that's the point. I don't think the point of this mm-hmm. passage is yeah. for that. Now we could be like, um, I do believe that Cain, Cain's heart was not in it mm-hmm. at some point. Yes, I don't think. No, that's just reading into it because he was not following the Lord in something. And it yes. says it right here of like, um, if you do not do what is right. And so he was mm-hmm. not doing what was right exactly. somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't tell us where because it's like, I that mean, doesn't exactly, matter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, because we're, we're all fallen. So it's kind of yeah. like, yeah. it's implied. It's not um, like it's not like we can look exactly where he went wrong and be like, mm-hmm. okay, this is all I have yes, to do. Yes, because that's... That's what um, people would do is be like, well, this, this is where he went wrong. So I want to do what our, yeah. that's what our desire is. Like, mm-hmm. well, what did he do wrong? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't so know. Exactly. We, like, don't what he does, <laughs> we don't have what he did wrong specifically. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. we can't like be like, that is how I fix myself. Mm-hmm. Like we have to see what we're yeah. doing wrong. Like Jesus and the rich man being like, what shall I do to internal, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to gain eternal life? Yeah. And the Lord's like, follow the commandments. He's like, I did all that. <laughs> He's like, we do. <laughs> exactly. And then the Lord's like, well, then uh, go leave your family um, and follow me. Sell and all your possessions. Sell all your possessions, leave your family yeah. and follow me. And he was like, can't I bury? I don't remember. I think there's, there's, there's two. two. Oh, there's two different That's stories. Like, yeah, there are a couple yeah. of stories. Of, like, yeah. There's, there's one so, where he's like, um, I believe in you, Lord, and I want to follow you. Um, just let me go. Oh yeah. Um, say goodbye to my family or bury. Oh, yeah, it was the three family. different people that. Came yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. the Lord's like, Nah, dude, I'm better than that. Like, mm-hmm. pursue me. Let and the then, let the dead bury themselves. That's so weird. That's, but yes, it's uh, such mm-hmm. a it's such a powerful and weird phrase. <laughs> and he's like, my my earth takes care of them, but the, and then there was the other one that was about the rich man, mm-hmm. and God just like pulled out the heart problem because mm-hmm. because he knew that um he knew that that guy would be would be like I've I've followed you I've done everything that yeah. you wanted me to do mm-hmm. um but but he wasn't doing it for for Christ and so like he knew that to to reach that man he had mm-hmm. to be like this thing mm-hmm. That you can never do. <laughs> do it. <laughs> and then yeah. come to me whenever you're broken. And the guy turned mm-hmm. away. 
um, distraught. Speaking speaking of being broken, um, one of the cool things I'll have to pull this up. I was we were Jack and I were sitting in a Bible study last Sunday, I believe, and uh, we went and we read Psalm fifty one. I don't know if that's noteworthy. Uh, at at four twelve, at four when Savannah was teaching, uh, we went and we read Psalm fifty one, and I don't know if that's notable for either of you. It's notable for me because it's part of Keith Reed's song, um, <laughs> because the, the this is the part that he made the song off. It's at in verse ten of Psalm fifty one. It says, yep. "Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew in me a right uh, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me." Um, and then a little bit more after that. That's just very powerful stuff that you wrote a song off of. Uh, what's very unique and cool about this passage is it is uh, David calling out to the Lord for mercy. Um, and it's right after um, he had um, been intimate with Bathsheba, which I thought was, I think, a very powerful thing, especially for us men um, who struggle with, the lustful stuff, uh, the the lustful sins in this yeah. in this life, is that I'm sitting here reading these like, oh, uh, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, and then I look at the footnote and it says from a a, a Psalm of David um, when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone yeah. into Bathsheba, and, and so I, and David, I think. <laughs> David didn't go <laughs> and repent right away. That's yeah. also something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um noteworthy. Yes. Like Nathan had to be like <laughs> he had to, he had to just point at him and be <laughs> like, bro. He, he had a little plan over after point out Bro. But uh back to the part that I was gonna eventually get to. Um in verse nine, he's just he's just calling out to the Lord and he says uh, let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Mm. And I just think that I've kind of fell on that this past week specifically. Just the fact that we are broken in many ways, but we are led to brokenness before we can be. We have to be broken before we can be renewed. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like, like whenever we, whenever we get, um, whenever we. Uh, realize our sin it hurts you know yeah. it's not an easy thing to come to grips with and so it's kind of like that breaks us in some ways um so whenever the lord even though the lord is fully good in his intentions and he and everything he does is good there's nothing wrong that he can produce um it produce, it <laughs> produce. <Sorry. laughs> then uh, <laughs> It hurts. It hurts us as, as human beings uh, to to realize that we are broken. Yeah. Um, and so it's just. I think that that's just the coolest thing that yeah. let that let the bones that the Lord has broken in me mm -hmm. rejoice. Um, and I just. I think that's where I found joy in my suffering recently. Is the fact that I know I'm broken. I know I ain't gonna get there myself, but I can still rejoice because I know I can't be condemned by it. I can't be. Uh, yeah. I can't die from it mm -hmm. um the places that i've fallen yeah um, so yeah that just that would just reminded me of it we're we went way one, one more thing <laughs> to the middle of the bible <laughs> yeah. from genesis 4 yeah i think one more thing i want to say on that note is that's something 
I've been taught in the last couple of months is like I've struggled with prayer in terms of like how do I pray about oh what was I going through oh how do I pray about decision making mm -hmm. how do I pray about um uh like I think that was the biggest thing at that point was decision making because mm -hmm. I was um going through what the next semester looked like and um, what I needed to do to get my life back on track. And somebody said this to me and I, it wasn't, it didn't really click very well until, <laughs> until I, I realized something else as well. But um, this guy told me prayer isn't as much of you asking the Lord to do something um, in your life. It's more um, you reminding yourself what the Lord can do. And so it, this, we see this exactly in here of like, um, David's like, please, Lord, you, you said this yourself. Yes. Um, be merciful to me. Uh, make me a clean heart. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Um, Return the joy. Banish uh, from me your presence and take your Holy Spirit. Um, uh, restore the joy of my salvation mm -hmm. to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. And so all this stuff, David's like, you said you were going to do this stuff. And I know this, you can do this. Yes. Because you've, you've hardened hearts and you've softened hearts. So um, mm -hmm. this was essentially David's prayer of being like, God, I know you can do this stuff. I'm reminding myself that you can do this stuff. Do it, please. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not, hey, I, I'm asking you to do something. You're gonna do it, like you've already <laughs> said you would. Yeah. So, um, and I think, I'm just reminding myself that. Mm -hmm. you know? And I think and that's also a, sort of an asking question, but. <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, and another very good thing that's in this passage specifically is, uh, specifically one of the things that is kind of cool is when he says, "Where is it? Um, Take not the your Holy Spirit from me." Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like we already know we have the Spirit in us. Mm -hmm. But it's like at this time we don't feel it or at this time we're struggling with yeah. you know the world so it's kind of like don't take it away from me like let yeah. me have it you yeah. know you said give, you would <laughs> exactly you said you would keep it in me and help me yes. to, to use it yeah um so yeah that's another thing is it's like it's it kind of like <laughs> the first thought that came to my mind when I read this was the the Lord can take away the Holy Spirit <laughs> 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 and I was like I was yeah, like oh God. no but uh but then you but realize, it's just David being like yeah no, yeah exactly um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah that's a really good passage and I encourage people to go read that um any other like last kind of thoughts on this passage we kind of I was wait. Which one? The someone? Uh, no, uh, Genesis one, yeah. Genesis four. Let me flip back real quick. Yeah, because <laughs> we kind of covered a good bit of it. Are the play the high points of it? Well, with with Psalm fifty one, mm -hmm. Psalm fifty one in mind, going back over and reading this is like, oh, you can. I say can you shouldn't, but you can fall into the sin, like any sin, and still mm -hmm. have hope because mm -hmm. of the stuff that God has said he would do. So oh, even yes. after Cain murders his brother and and God puts a curse on him, and mm -hmm. while, while this was before 
before Jesus died on the cross. Before it's the still, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. It's still like you can have faith in God and repent. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it won't it won't make what you did not have happened, but in the eyes of God, mm-hmm. it is you I, I don't want to say it in a way that sounds like he doesn't know what happened, but it, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, it hasn't happened. No, it happened to Jesus. Yeah, it happened, it happened to Jesus mm-hmm. and yeah. and it was put like, and he paid the price for it instead yeah. yes. of us. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that someone, I don't remember if it was in a YouTube video or something that I, that I watched or read, but someone was talking about how they had someone who thought that uh, repentance could save you mm-hmm. and he was like and i and i i was like yeah and then he was like <laughs> nope it's repentance to jesus you know it's it's mm-hmm. repentance with jesus yeah um because repentance i can call out to god all i want and without someone paying the price yeah um you can acknowledge your bad and acknowledge that you don't want to do it mm-hmm. but that's not going to save you um it <laughs> it cleanses you in christ but the biggest thing is that Jesus died for that. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't acknowledge that first and you don't say this is worth my life and this is worth my servitude, mm-hmm. then you're not going to, you're not going to fully repent because you're not going to turn yeah. from anything. I right. know you turn from we gotta, to <laughs> Okay, we got to take a break. It's like you can re- repent, but that's like half of the turning around. Mm-hmm. Have you all seen the analogy where it's like to turn all the way to Jesus, not just away, but towards, you know? Oh, yeah. You got to, instead of just turning away, you can turn away all you want, but you like got to go. And you're on one so, end of the team. You got to replace it with something. Yeah. So let's pretend that this microphone is my synth, right? Yes. And on the opposite end of the microphone, let's say the refrigerator <laughs> is... God, right? Yeah. I sin. I mess up. I'm looking at the microphone, right? And I repent. I say, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I'm not going to do this sin again. And so I'm going to start trying to make my way back to God while I'm looking at this sin. And so I'm going <laughs> to knock into all this stuff that's in my way yeah. before I get to God. And I probably won't make it to God because I'll trip and fall because I'm walking backwards trying to get there, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm focused on sin, right? But if I say, I don't want to sin anymore, I hate this, and I want to be with God, and I want to pursue God, and I turn around, and I look at God, a.k.a. the refrigerator, I can go to the refrigerator, no problem, without hitting anything, because I'm looking exactly where I need to go, right? Mm-hmm. I don't hit anything. I can go and I can get my bacon bits or whatever. Okay, I thought you were actually about to grab something. <laughs> but That's um, a good analogy. And I, think, no, but I, at, I like that. I mean, it, it, it makes it to where when your focus is on Christ, you can see what you're going to run into. Mm-hmm. Because you're not walking backwards. But if you're focusing on what you sinned on and you're not focusing on what Jesus is and who he is and how we should be like him, you're going to just end up 
running into everything because you're trying to avoid this one thing. Yes. So uh, even if you don't avoid, like, even if you don't run into that anymore because you're so freaking focused on it, right? Mm. You're gonna be hitting everything else. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I mean, says, yeah. yeah, and I think another cool thing that you might want to add into that analogy is that a lot of us can't turn around without Christ, mm. if that makes sense. Yes. And so it's like. It says, yes, that refrigerator is Christ, and I have to look at it to go towards it. Mm -hmm. But then Christ is not afraid to walk over to us and pull us around and pull us through it, you know, even if we're trying to look back at our sin. I'm talking more more like you've already been saved. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess you're never going to make it to Christ if you don't Mm -hmm. look at him. Mm -hmm. You're never going to succeed in your faith if you don't. Mm -hmm. If you don't. You're going to keep running in the same stuff. That makes sense. Well, thank you guys for sitting down and uh, talking with me today. Yeah, I'm going to um, do it next week. <laughs> oh, I mean, if, 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 if y'all are around, I'm down. But um, well, yeah. I could probably do it over the phone or over yeah. Discord or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll definitely do either one of you guys at some point or both of you guys again at some point or multiple times. Um in the future on any topic that I end up wanting to do. Um, mm-hmm. It's way better to have conversation with people than to just sit here and try to talk. So I'm very yeah. grateful to you guys. Um, yeah, and that about wraps up. Any last minute words from you two? Thanks for having us. And um, let this be in the cloud and on the internet that we want to do it again, and Michael needs to get us back on here. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, awesome. I speak for me. Uh, sub- yeah. Subscribe. So, like, subscribe. Like, subscribe. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, um, please share it and subscribe on whatever platform you're on. Also, leave us a comment through the email in the description.